Hello, my spontaneous people. This is Shiny Boy here, and welcome to My Culture Mind. This is the show where I talk about anything in the world of modern culture, from music, movies, TV, food, and all that stuff. And today, I do apologize. I sound very sick right now, and I'm mostly having stuffy nose and like itchy eyes. But I just decided I really wanted to. De- just talk about this movie because uh, Black Widow is a really interesting movie and uh, it's got a lot of elements, uh, a lot of elements of comedy, drama, action, everything you could ask for in a Marvel film. But before I get started, if you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for listening today. This podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and wherever you can get your podcast. So without further ado, um, this is going to be a pretty short episode because i'm not sure like how much uh, my body could take it so i'm just going to talk as much as i can before i <laughs> lose out of breath but anyways um before i talk about black widow and this is going to be a spoiler talk there's going to be spoilers if you have not watched the movie spoilers um before i got before i talk about the movie i really wanted to just um uh <clears throat> I want to give my thoughts on on Richard Donner, who just passed away on uh, at age uh, ninety one. He passed away this week. For those who do not know, um, um, Richard Donner he directed um, the first Superman movie, and I believe there's he had some influences on Superman two, and there was also uh, I think it was um, the Lethal Weapon movies. And I think, I, I think he did the Goonies. I'm not entirely sure. I think he did. But anyways, um, uh, the reason why I really want to talk about Richard Darn, not just because he passed away, but um, Super, Superman the movie was the first movie that I could remember besides Harry Potter. Harry Potter was, uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was the movie that I remember watching in theaters for the first time. Um, but however, when it comes to movies, uh, the most that I remembered was Superman and I really associated myself with Superman as a kid. Now I've talked about how Spider-Man was, uh, is like my favorite superhero and he still is. He is, uh, probably one of my favorites, um, because of the mask, the outfit, and how relatable Spider-Man is. He's not overly superpowered, but I feel like um, when it comes to superheroes, like in superpowers and and the ideal superhero, um, like Superman was up there for me. Um, and it's all because of uh, the Richard Donner film. Um, I remembered. <clears throat> I remembered uh, the scene where, like, super. I, I know it's kind of kind of cheesy, but at the same time, when Superman like he he made the Earth like he he spun around the Earth so fast that he kind of reversed time. And as ridiculous as it is, it also it is also um, what's it called? Um, it's such an interesting film, and of course, I, I think I think the most iconic thing about the movie was the theme, the theme, the the charismatic part of Superman, and then the dynamic with like with Clark Kent. It was 
it was such a, I think in this movie, you truly believe that Superman and Clark Kent were two different people, and look like different people, if you look at Clark Kent um, down the street, I don't think people would recognize that is Superman, because of this whole geeky, you know, thing, and, and, and trust me, if people look different just by a mask, you know, like, and then how about, like, a pair of glasses, a pair of glasses could, um, it really has the imaginative quality of, of, like, how to make someone different, and I think Richard Donner, um, really applied to that, he applied to that, and just, like, the magic of, movie making and you really believe that okay it's still surprising that these two people are the same so um his direction with superman it 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 really sets off the 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 imagery of what comic book films are today and there are still influences of Richard Donner's because, um, because for example, The Fortress of Solitude. I think a lot of films, when they saw The Fortress of Solitude, and of course, there's the influences of like you know the comics as well, but <clears throat> but just by the look, I feel like the look of Superman really applied to. You could apply it to Man of Steel. You could really apply it to uh, Superman and Lois. It really. It just creates the visual of what a Superman film should be. I think, uh, and Richard Donner just set off the standard. And to be honest, I, I, I think, I think I'll probably watch uh, Superman, uh, Superman, and then Superman Two. Uh, I don't. Uh, I'll probably might skip <laughs> three and four, and then uh, I really love Superman Returns. I really love Superman Returns, I, and I talked about how I love Brandon Ralph, but you could still see the influence of Richard Donner in that film as well, one, because it's supposed to be like a, a sequel to that, so, <clears throat> I just want to, uh, just want to say rest in peace, Richard Donner, for creating such a wonderful film, and other films as well, um, but for me, Superman was the movie that I remem- remember from him, and, and, and I've seen, um, the Richard Donner cut, and that was, which, such a beautiful, a cut, that I would prefer, you know, but, but anyways, rest in peace, Richard Donner, you will be missed, um, H91, that's a hell of a life, man, that's a hell of a life, alright, now, um, I really want to talk about, uh, just a just quick, some quick thoughts regarding um, Star Wars Visions, and I saw the teaser for Star Wars Visions, and because I love anime, um, and I'll, and right now I'm currently watching Naruto, and I really want to give my whole thoughts because I remembered from the very begin, uh, the very beginning of when I, wa- I wanted to start Naruto, that was like like a year ago. A year ago, I decided, okay, I'm going to watch um, Naruto from the beginning to the end, and then I'm going to move my way towards Baruto, and I know a lot of people are just like, oh, just skip it, it's it's not worth it. I want to continue with the the whole story, because I love this world, so <clears throat> it, may, it may be trash, 
but I'm not comparing it to like I'm not comparing it to Naruto because I I just want to see the continuation and the growth of these characters. So, um, but yeah. But anyways, Star Wars Visions. Star Wars Visions is something I'm really looking forward to because I really love anime and like the different styles. Uh, we've seen like f- uh, I don't know if it was Star Wars. Um, they had snippets of like animation uh, on YouTube, and it's like little clips of it's like little clips of like uh, like animation style. It's an animation style of. Uh, little clips of star wars um it's not it's more like 2d but it is really interesting and like i've seen a lot of people making fan anime openings of those clips so um it was it was an idea that kind of probably sparked um why they wanted to do like uh, star wars visions so I'm really excited to see what kind of characters we're going to look at. Um, how what is the Japanese take on um, on uh, on the galaxy far, far away? Because uh, Japan, there are a lot of Star Wars fans, and because of Star Wars, there is like the inspiration. There's a lot of inspiration from Star Wars in anime. Uh, for example, Sword Art Online. Uh, we saw like lightsabers. We've seen lightsabers. Um, if you watched, um, uh, what's it called, Space Sheriff uh, Gavin and or this or the Metal Hero series, um, which is a uh, Tokusatsu show, which is like the same genre as Power Rangers and. Um, um, and common Rider, Super Sentai, um, their elements of what, <clears throat> like, glowing sabers, and that is an influence that is, I'm not saying that it's, like, a, a direct influence from Star Wars, but because of the Star Wars visuals, it is, it is seen all over pop culture, and that is why, like, I want to see their take on, uh, on Star Wars, uh, the Japanese take on Star Wars, so, I'm really excited to see it. Um, I don't know what to expect, but I'm gonna. I bet we're gonna see some awesome stuff. Some awesome stuff. And for the uh, <clears throat> and I did talk about Loki this week. If you have not watched the the birthday special, uh, my birthday was on uh, this past Wednesday, and we talked about Loki, and it was so it, it was so fun. And now I'm really looking forward to the season finale uh, next week. Um, Bad Batch, um, I have not much to say about Bad Batch, although I love the tie-in of, we're not (laughs) seeing, the funny thing is, I I like how we're seeing more of, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Hera, Hera, we see Hera again, so now we saw Caleb Doom, uh, slash, uh, aka Kanan, and Hera, we're getting their stories, um, that we have not seen in Rebels, so, what's going to happen, and I feel like this is, uh, <clears throat> this is one of those rare few episodes where, um, it left on a cliffhanger, uh, usually, um, each episode was like a, was like a, um, adventure of the week sort of thing, and there's, <laughs> the Bad Batch wasn't featured, the Bad Batch wasn't featured for the whole episode, they were just, um, providing supplies to the people of, uh, to those Ryloth people, and 
and the fact that Hera was involved, and Hera gets to see the Bad Batch, it was, it was just a nice, um, I, I really think that this is going to be the origin story, this is the origin story of both Caleb and Hera, and how we're going to go from here, so it felt like a bit of, like, a Rebels prequel sort of thing, so it was really interesting to see that, alright, um, uh, and then there was the Flash, the Flash, as much as I love the Godspeed stuff, I really love the introduction of, spoiler alert, um, Bart, and that's what everybody's gonna be talking about, Nora and Bart teaming up and finding a way to defeat God, the Godspeeds, um, next week, so I'm really excited, I think they nailed Bart really well, um, like, this place is crash, like, that, that is something that you hear from, uh, Young Justice, so, and a lot of people are like, wait, 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 Bart is supposed to be, um, Barry's grandson, once again, Don and Don are not the kids of Barry Allen and Iris in the Arrowverse, and I know that a lot of people are upset by it, but that's the thing, that's the thing, um, I don't think that, um, I'm not saying that Don and Don are not popular, um, but they're not shown as much, we see more of, um, Bart Allen, now for excess, now that is a bold choice, um, if he had a, if we had to talk about, like, you know, um, which speedster besides, um, besides Barry that are pretty popular, it's gotta be Kid Flash and Impulse, they were the, you know, the big ones, so, um, the fact that we're not gonna see Don and Don, um, that's just something that comic book fans have to accept in the CW, you don't even have to watch it, you don't have to watch it, however, they really nailed the personality of Bart Allen, um, in the CW-verse, so I really am excited to see what he's going to bring, and what's his story, what's his story, what, um, how, um, what is going to be, what sets him apart from everyone else, the other speedsters, and also, I want to see Wally, I, I, I hope they bring Wally back, but, we'll just have to wait and see, alright, now, let's get on with, uh, Black Widow, now, um, I wasn't sure how much I'm gonna talk about it, I'm not gonna do a review, I'm just gonna talk about some of my favorite parts, but I'm gonna do a spoiler talk, so if you have not seen this movie, spoilers, so, um, there are certain moments of the film that really stood out to me, one was the character Yelena, was, uh, uh, played by Florence, uh, Pooh, I, I can't, Puff, I, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but she was fantastic, she, I think, I think besides Scarlett Johansson, like, she was a, a big standout, I think she really nails the comedy, uh, there was the comedy, but it's, it, it's not the type of comedy in terms of, like, uh, running jokes and all that, I feel like it's just, like, you know, like, like, one lines of, like, just, like, irritation and, like, snappy comebacks and whatnot, and it's, she's very funny, and what I like about her character is, like, she, she was teasing, um, uh, uh, Natasha's 
iconic pose and that is like you know flipping the hair and her her hand on the floor and like you know arms spread out and it's just like so it's so funny um but also you get to see um not just the badass and funny side of her you see her as as someone whose life's been stolen those three years that like even though they were a fake family on a on a mission in america she said like that felt she told she told she told her, um melina which is the quote-unquote mom and then alexi uh, uh david harper's like, character they she felt like uh, in those three years it felt like family even if it's just like not real but it felt real to her, and I think that is something that, um, what I like about her character is, like, it's not just the action, she, like, it's not like, you know, she despises them, it's just that she loved this time in, in Ohio, that now that she can't get that back, really, because her life's been changed, um, Dave Harper as a Red Guardian, very funny, um, this is definitely the complete opposite of Captain America, but it is also the gr- a great construct of like a super soldier. And um, I want to see more of his character, of why, uh, what makes him like uh, the Red Guardian, and I want to see more of that um, in the younger days. Like I, I want to see him in his prime. Um, it-, it it's really interesting to see that. So. Hopefully we might get that one, but um, that's probably very down the road because like you have like a guy who's like a super soldier and he's not as famous as Captain America. I wonder what's that's like in his perspective. So besides that, you know, the comedy and all that, um, I really want to see that. I really do. And by the way, Melina, aka Rachel Weisz, in that widow outfit. Good lord, she is beautiful, she is stunning, um, but also she is, um, she also plays that very witty and, uh, not witty, um, very intelligent and very smart character, um, I think when it comes to heart, I feel like Yelena did bring the heart of it, um, but Melina really did add like the the intelligence of it and Scarlett Johansson is kind of like both so I feel like this is more of like um not necessarily growth for um Scarlett Johansson but just like I think it's just one of those missions of like facing your own demons and then um not begging for forgiveness but like doing the best you can to gain forgiveness and it really shows how tough she is. I, what I lo- what I love about this movie, there is, and I've seen many many films where it's like women led films where they really need to create the stigma of like, oh, we're females, that we need to show that we're strong. She doesn't have to. She doesn't have to prove that. She doesn't have to prove that because we already know they're badasses, and it's just a, such a badass film with the majority of a a woman led cast. And, and it's such an interesting movie. And by the way, this movie takes place between Civil War and uh, Infinity War. So after 
after like you know the events are done after she took down the bad guy and freed all the other widows who are um basically like in some sort of like sort of trance or something um we see her you know with uh with the blonde hair and because and i think i think that really explains it because because she's on the run because she's on the run that she dyed her hair blonde um because she helped you know captain america uh, escape and so um so i'm really excited to see that um oh no no i i'm really ex- i'm really i excited is not the right right term but it was interesting to see that that transition so Another thing that I really loved is the post-credit scene. Uh, the post-credit scene um, where Yelena was visiting Nat's grave, and I love how they acknowledge that Nat is gone. Um, it is bittersweet. <clears throat> it is a bittersweet moment, um, but it also in- introduces Val. And when we see Val and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, played by uh. uh uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus, like she, we see her um, as someone who assigns missions and like you know you know hides in the shadows sort of thing. Um, she is the comedic type, but also she can be mysterious. So I, I really like what they're doing with her character and the fact that she went up to Yelena is just like you have another mission, and that is to hunt down um, Barton. Uh, Hawkeye, who is like, you know, quote unquote, to blame for the death of Natasha, even though that's not the case. Natasha sacrificed her own self to to get the soul stone. So it's not uh, Hawkeye's fault. However, that could be interpreted differently. And now Yelena is going to be probably going to be featured in the Hawkeye show. Um, In the Hawkeye show. And like, and I'm really excited to see that, um, how she's going to avenge Nat's death, and, or maybe avenge, or revenge, what, you could take that with a grain of salt, um, I'm really excited to see that, and it's very sweet, I, I, I thought, I thought for a brief moment, we're going to see, um, like, Nat, like, oh, I'm not dead, that sort of a thing, but also, but also, I'm glad that they did not play that trope. As much as I want to see her alive again, but this is also the the passing of a torch. This is how um, this is how she has to make amends. She did this because she's done horrible things in her life, and no matter how much she proved to be an Avenger, there are some things from her past that's that. Um, that may not be forgiven or like not may be forgiven for other people but the fact that she did that for the sake of humanity for the sake of the universe she her sacrifice was that's what makes her sacrifice more impactful after watching this film after watching this film it makes it more um understandable that her death is supposed to happen and if they brought her back to life, 
in some way or form or fashion that completely disregards the sacrifice that she done that she done for the whole universe. So, um, and also this is supposed to be her redemption of of I, even though she has she doesn't have to prove anything to anyone. The fact that she did that is for the sake of the whole, everyone's lives. So. So I'm glad that they did not revive her at the end. And now it's like passing on the torch to Yelena. To uh, is she going to be the Black Widow or she's going to be, um, you know, just someone who's been hired by I don't, I don't know if it's Hydra, but but still, I think that it's very interesting to see uh, to see that passing the torch. And now she's on the uh, on the, the one doing like you know going on missions. So. Um, overall, um, my favorite parts were the comedy. The comedy was very fantastic, um, because they found comedy in a very, very, like, you know, supposed to be serious, gritty film, but it, they found a way to find humor in that, and that is very, very hard to do, and it's also done successfully. It's not like joke, 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 um, they found a balance between action and comedy, so I'm I'm really excited. Uh, I mean, I can't, I need to stop saying excited. I'm really glad that they did that. So, um, yeah, I I would give this movie a seven out of ten. I'll, I'll give it a seven out of ten. A really good film. All right. Um, before we uh, leave here, I just want to do some of the real talk. Um. I, d- I just want to get a, a little update on how I'm doing right now. I am... S- I don't know if I'm recovering, really. I don't know if I'm recovering recover- in terms of my uh, allergies. Um, usually during the summer, I am... I am... Uh, it- it's not the best season for me. I hate summer. Um, people keep saying, Oh, like, summer is the uh, opportunity to do many stuff... Uh, to do many things... Uh, no, um, for one, every like, you know, theme parks are crowded, beaches are crowded, it, it, it feels just so disgusting, um, I'd rather ha- have fun during, you know, winter, <laughs> like, anytime that people are supposed to be busy, that means more, uh, more space for me to have fun, but also, I feel like my body reacts in a different way, I, I can't stand the heat, I, I really can't, um, so, I'm really trying to recover, but that's not what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about basically where I left off on on Wednesday. Uh, on Wednesday, I talked about potential and brutality and J Money. We were talking about um, why is there this concept of like you need to fulfill your potential. Or you have to go above and beyond and that sort of thing. And we've seen many tropes of that in TV, um, music. Um, we always strive to to become more than just who we are. Or, or extending our potential. Or like, we're trying so hard to prove. To prove ourselves that we've we are extraordinary, even though we don't have to, um, my new thoughts are, I feel like if there is something that you want to achieve, 
let's say, um, let's say working out, like, you know, getting a, you know, a really good body. If that's something that you, I do make sure the most important thing is make sure you're doing it for yourself and not for other people. That's the, and that's hard. And that's hard for a lot of people to, to do not, I'm not talking about the workout, but to change that mentality of like, are you doing this for yourself or are you doing it for others? Um, and unfortunately, part of me feels like I have to, I, I not have to, I feel like I wanted to get this nice body, for example, like, you know, being chiseled and whatnot, just so I can feel like, you know, feel more attractive, but also increase the potential that, you know, women might like me. But the, at the same time, at the same time, why am I doing this? I need to think of the other objective of why I wanted to work out. And that is to keep myself active. Because for one, I do not want to be viewed as someone who just sits all day doing nothing. I want to, um, and it doesn't have to be about working out or just um, looking chiseled. The reason why I just wanted to work out and have this body is because I wanted to show, to show I want to be like, this is the uh, result of hard work. You know what I mean? I want this to be the result of like, hey, I'm doing this because um, for one, I can. Um, this is the result of um, mental control, physical strength, you know, mental strength, that, that sort of thing. I wanted to do that. And I need to ingrain that in my mind. Um, instead of just like, oh, uh, like, attracting women will be like, you know, like, the kind of like the bonus, but, but that's the thing for me, I need to make sure I'm doing it for the right reasons, not for other people, but for myself, same thing for, um, when it comes to my career, um, childcare, am I doing this for others, or am I doing it for myself, now, childcare, for childcare or my um, my work, am I doing this for um, other people? Um, I feel like doing it for other people is the bonus. That's that's another that's another mental uh, mentality I need to change. Doing it for other people is the bonus, but the most important thing is yourself. So if um, the reason why I'm working, the reason why I'm doing what I do is because not necessarily it would. Um, not not just because I know it could help other people, but I know that I can do this for myself, and I know that I could grow from it, become a better role model for other uh, for other people. But also, just to prove myself that that I am capable of being a good influence to other people. So, or the fact that if I could if I could become a professor. If I could be a high end of like, you know, um, be at the higher end of education and becoming a, a professor, that is something that I am very excited to see for myself because it will be like, I, it's a, it's a far reach goal, but it's something that I can focus on and be proud. I, I really want to be proud of myself and all that. And if I feel like if I do not achieve that, everything that I've worked hard on um, 
it, it, it would be hard. It would be hard on me for that. But besides being a professor, besides being a professor, just by finding a job where I can support myself, um, and where like the where the work it that shouldn't define me, but the hobbies that I do. You know what I mean? So the careers that I've I've chosen for myself. I think it's more about why you are in this career is because I know I am good at it. And and then the hobbies that I choose, why do I choose those hobbies? Because I love it. Because I want to find the balance between like I can support myself and fulfill my own needs and wants. And I feel like if I find that balance, it would be such a rewarding thing for me at least. So um I, I am really excited to see what kind of person I would become, and also, and also, also, I'm continuing to train myself to not compare myself to others, and I know this is a recurring talk that I've done in the past, but it's just a reminder, it's just a reminder that I need to stop focusing on where everyone else is at everyone is on their own journey i shouldn't compare my journey to other people because either they you know deserved it and sometimes those moments in like you know social media where you like you have the highlights like oh this is what i've done this is like you know i've achieved so many of these things but that's not forever those highlights in social media are not the representation of who they are it's just like you know their good side and they wanted to prove that they've done everything but not every day is going to be that highlight not every day is going to be a party not every day is going to be like i had such a day at work a good day at work there are going to be moments where people are going to be sad depressed and and just wanting to give up on life like and i'm not saying that's everybody but there's going to be a majority of people who are not going to feel like they're great they're going to be stressed out they're going to be um gonna be very very negative of the look of life at some point and i know that i'm going to feel that way at some point in the future but the 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 most important thing is that I find the strength to keep going. And that's what I hope to keep doing. And even though, like, part of me felt like I I was going to, like, not really quit, but like, hey, I'm going to take a hiatus just to take care of myself. Yes, I will find some days to, you know, take care of myself. Um, But for the podcast, you know, I enjoy doing the podcast, so... I promise I will take care of myself as much as I could, and I'm just going to enjoy life, whatever I can, even if it's the smallest little thing, the small little joys, even though I can't go to a theme park right now, or I can't go to, like, you know, a different state or a different city or, you know, something that requires fun, you know, but life isn't all fun and games. Life is also about working hard and, you know, supporting others and, or supporting yourself, taking care of yourself. So, I need to remind myself that not all, not all life is going to be like the highlight of just you know pure fun. You know, there's got to be a balance between the positives and the negatives. So, I will always continue to find balance. 
All right, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, click follow whatever podcast or services you are listening this to. Share this podcast to anyone you know. It really means a lot. It really helps a lot. And until next time, so long, farewell, take care. Bye-bye.